everybody, and welcome back to the In Everything podcast, where we talk about Jesus in everything. We're your hosts, Mahima, Alice, and Lexi. And today, we have a very special guest with us. Jalisa has joined us. We're on call right now via Zoom. Um, so, welcome, Jalisa. Yay! Yay. Thanks we for having me. <laughs> so, Jalisa is a dear friend who we all met through Power to Change, the Christian group at our university. And she is just such a light. Honestly, I've learned so much from her. She is a woman of, of prayer and very intentional, um, reaching out and caring for others in that way. And just honestly, an amazing role model. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited for you to be here on the pod. And yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. It's been a long time coming, but I'm excited for our topic today. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So today we're going to be talking about um, suffering and so, Jalisa, would you be willing to share some of your experience with suffering and kind of get the ball rolling? Yes, I can definitely do that. Um, I just want to preface by saying, as I mentioned, I'm very excited to talk about this, which sounds weird, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> so um, I would say suffering's been pretty prevalent in my life over the past 10 years or so, when I was 14, I was diagnosed with a chronic illness called lupus. So in summary, my immune system is very overactive and my body is attacking itself, which manifests like in my joints, um, mostly my muscles and fatigue. And during that time, I I wasn't really close to God. Um, I kind of felt this pull to grow in my relationship with him and get to know him but then I got diagnosed with a chronic illness so as a typical person would react I was very upset I was very confused I didn't really understand how me being sick would bring me any closer to God and then um, throughout the years I experienced more pain and there were just a lot more symptoms that doctors couldn't really figure out and they kind of said like we don't know what to do And that was the point where I realized that it was going to be God or nothing because nobody could figure anything out and I really had nothing else to put my hope in. So that's kind of when I turned to God and this was in high school. So throughout high school, there were ups and downs, but I started to, you know, like read the Bible more and I discovered the verse Romans 8.18 and there's obviously different translations, but in summary, it just says that this present suffering can in no way compare to your future glory. So that was kind of the verse that got me through Mm. high school. And then in university, I joined Power to Change. And I um, met so many people who were just like 100% on fire for God. And I even met people who had like gone through suffering and were still um, so dedicated to God. And I'm like, I want to be like that. So that was an interesting journey for me I got baptized in my first year of university and I found that the closer I get to God um, the more challenges that I face and I think it's I see it as just like an opportunity to test my faith and to see you know in the midst of this will I still be faithful to him and I think it's been just a great opportunity because he's um, really just put me in a situation where all I can do is depend on him 
which at first I found very stressful, but I think as time has gone on, I've just been like, I really don't know what my day is going to be like. I don't know what I'm going to feel like. I don't know, you know, what illness or diagnosis is around the corner. Um, but at the end of the day, God is, is one constant in my life. And yeah, so especially through university, I've gotten like multiple diagnoses, multiple surgeries, um, the most recent being I fractured both of my hips, which was very unexpected. Um, but, you know, during that time, and I wasn't always where I am today, but I was very confidently able to say that, you know, this present suffering kind of no way compared to future glory and that um, I can count this suffering as, jo- as joy as it says in James 1, 2 to 5, because it's producing endurance. And I don't necessarily know what that future glory will look like and and can't even begin to imagine what it will look like, but just knowing that um, it would be more than just the opposite of not being in pain, I think is really awesome to look forward to. So that's kind of my testimony in summary, shortened. (laughs) Wow, that is such an inspiring story. And I think what really stands out to me is even just early on you said at one point you realized oh it's it's god or nothing because there is nothing else that could uh help you in in your suffering and so what it came down to was not that as soon as you started suffering you knew immediately you had to choose god it it was kind of like a last resort but then he you know you got to that really really low place and realized that the only thing that could get you through was god and now since then you've been able to rely on that hope and have that assurance knowing that there isn't really anything that can get you through the suffering except for him and just that he is a a constant and he is unchanging so it's so cool to hear you talk like that even though you've been through such suffering over these years yeah I think it's um so amazing that you were saying uh that you like had to completely trust in God and at first it was like kind of stressful I think a lot of times as Christians or I don't think as Christians but people might think that Christians just have this perfect easy life and they trust God and it's all yay all the time but like that is the opposite because we go through struggles just as everyone goes through struggles but the only difference is that we have God to trust in and rely on and Um, I think it's so awesome that you said you have to completely trust in God because it's so easy to like say, yeah, God, I trust in you. And like we do trust him to an extent, but there is a certain amount that we are physically capable of, you know, practically doing things to help ourselves. But I think there are seasons that like I've gone through and am going through and even just hearing your story of now I have to completely rely on God because, you know, like you were saying, you don't even know what each day will bring. Um, and none of us do. So I think that is an amazing example of that. Yeah, even just what you're saying about like that verse is our current suffering is nothing compared to the future glory. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's so cool to think about because yeah this verse is promising like that it won't even be able to compare to the future glory like it's not even on the same level where like oh god will make up for that in heaven like he will but like a thousand million times more you know like it's not even uh it's not even a thing right and it's so hard to think about that because we don't know what eternity is like we haven't experienced that but I love that that verse that's so cool 
Yeah, I definitely think like when people ask me, how do I remain hopeful? I'm like those verses, but it's also so hard because we can't even like begin to fathom what that will look like. But also going back to what Mahima said, I think too, um, over like the past two-ish years, I've just been like praying this prayer of God, like asking him to refine me and just take things away that, that weren't glorifying to him or didn't make me depend on him. And I feel like um, especially in the past few months, I've been like, quote unquote, losing things. I don't really like to look at them as losses because everything I technically lose is just an opportunity to be- to depend on God. Mm-hmm. But I think like whether for me, it's just been like independence because obviously having surgery, like I'm dependent on a cane, so I can't really do as much or like I'm dependent on medication to help with pain. So I think just um, it's really been made evident to me how dependent I am on God but at the end of the day I mean like we should be like I know there's a verse in James um along the lines of saying like we shouldn't say I should do this or that but we should just say like whatever the Lord wills let it be done and that's Mm -hmm. a lot easier to do when you really like don't know what you're doing but I also think even from the perspective of someone who's not suffering like we should still have that that mindset so yeah well I am just so moved hearing you talk like that and just like hearing the mindset that you have um knowing your story and hearing the little bit that you shared here and it is just yeah it's it's really moving really inspiring and encouraging the fact that you are able to keep realizing that when things are taken away that that's not necessarily a bad thing Mm -hmm. or when you go through suffering you know, God is using that for good. And the fact that even going through suffering, you turn to him and you say, God, continue to refine me, continue to make me depend yeah. on you even more. Yeah. But those of us who maybe haven't gone through such suffering, just continue to cling onto our independence so tightly. Yeah. I think it's it's definitely interesting because like we can only hold on to so much. Like there's only so much room in our hearts for things that we love and I, it's something that you don't even think of like that idol of independence and wanting to be your own kind of God in that sense where I get to choose what I do and I, I decide this, but like, that's so cool how God, he gives and he takes away for our good. Like, so just to see how, like, despite the like pain that comes from all these things and the the physical and probably mental and emotional drainage that comes like it is a blessing which is so upside down and Mm -hmm. I guess this a segue into the next discussion question that we have is like what does the world say about suffering versus what does the Lord say about suffering yeah I feel like that's an interesting question um So I would say, you know, the world sees suffering as a bad thing, you know, sees suffering as something that inhibits our plans, um, sees suffering as a punishment. Uh, I've heard a lot of people, I feel like such an important um, and like well-known question is like, why does God allow suffering? Mm. And I feel like that could be a whole podcast, but I don't think (laughs) I'll get into all of that. My understanding of it is, is God uses suffering for good and he uses us to bring it closer to him. God uses suffering for good. And I think a lot of people are not satisfied with that answer, which I think is okay. Like even I'm not completely satisfied with that answer. 
But I think the Christian view of that is the complete opposite and realizing that, you know, God uses suffering to bring us closer to him. He uses us to make it more like him. Like, obviously, you know, Jesus paid the price with the ultimate suffering on the cross. So I think it's really interesting. And just, you know, in my four years of being at Western and going to Power to Change, I feel like... um I'm not saying this to like call people out, but I just think it's like an interesting perspective. But I feel like a lot of people's like first reaction to suffering is they're very um, like they feel sorry, which is like a normal human emotion. But I think it's hard for them to really realize like the good that God is doing, especially because like I suffered all throughout university and it progressively got worse. So from the outside, people could be like, whoa, like what is going on here? But a lot of times people would feel sad or like they wouldn't see the good in it. Um, Or I think, yeah, so I think it's important for Christians to prepare for suffering um, because I think it's it's inevitable in some sense. Um, But to also like realize that God is doing good in it and to like take a step back. And it doesn't have to be immediate because for me it wasn't immediate, but to eventually like get to that point of seeing how God uses it for good and I just think of like the ultimate example before the cross where Jesus says like God if you can please take this cup away from me but if not like let your will be done and I feel like that's like the perfect response is like yes we can sit in it and like feel sad and feel upset because obviously it's the human response but I think like the main difference is having that like mind switch and attitude switch and seeing how God's using it for good and that's like 100% the Holy Spirit and people are like how do you do that I'm like it's not me it's God because Mm -hmm. if it was me I would not be able to to like push myself every day to cling to the Holy Spirit and to cling to his um word so yeah what do you guys think yeah um I 100% agree with everything you just said I I really like I'm just thinking about that verse you talked about in James um saying that count every trial and count every suffering for um, as joy, you know, because it, I think that is so contrary to what the world thinks because the world is like, oh, if suffering, suffering happens, then like, that's a bad thing. And that's why, like, it was interesting to see that when you were going through suffering, um, you know, your initial reaction was like, oh, like what the heck God, you know? And that's every human's initial reaction because we don't see it as God sees it. But when we turn our perspective to um, God's perspective, a lot of times we want it to be God's answer to be what we want. And that is um, not always good because we don't always know what is good as mere human beings, but God sees the big picture and he sees how that can turn into good, you know? Um, So I think the world sees our definition of what is good as good but when we shift our perspective to see okay god how would how will you use this as good i still trust you and i put my hope in you through this and it's not necessarily a bad thing that i'm suffering you know i'm going to be joyful in this and turn my um, eyes towards you and be sensitive to how you are going to use this as good and just ask him to show us that i think that can change everything Yeah, and I think just going back to what you're saying, like, question, and a very, like, real question, and it's not, like, lessening that question or saying you shouldn't ask that, but, like, the question of why does God 
allow suffering and I think it's a misworded question because like okay well God doesn't create suffering he doesn't like he can't do evil and so um but I guess allow is a good word I misspoke but um (laughs) he allows suffering for an wow for the sense of like a mercy to us Mm -hmm. he allows us to see like if we think about eternity and like heaven and hell he allows us to realize what we are without him and to realize Mm -hmm. the the brokenness of sin as a mercy to try to bring us back to him where like a lot of the time when we everything is going fine we're we're riding through life we have health we have wealth maybe or um just ease that's a really easy place to not want god to not need god to not notice him to not feel convicted of anything because everything's going well if you're successful and so god takes away things that we love idols that we hold on to as a way to bring us back to him and so i think that's definitely a really cool way of of seeing because like you you don't know where you would be with god um if maybe this sickness never came or you know you've never had to go through it so you don't know but a lot of testimonies that i hear from physical uh, illnesses is a lot of the time like i wouldn't I wouldn't trade it because of where I am with God yeah. right now because of this. Another thing that's interesting about how the world sees suffering is that I think they'll allow for some extent of suffering, but they but we still want to be in control of how that suffering happens. Mm. So, for example, if you think about working out to um, gain muscle we know that that's going to hurt a little bit on the way to getting stronger and we understand that a little bit of pain or a little bit of hardship is good but then when it gets to be too much then that's when we're like never mind I don't actually think that this Mm -hmm. suffering is the way that I want it to be or this isn't good anymore because it's not like we're not in control of it anymore and it's not on our terms and it reminds me of what is one of the most classic stories of suffering in the Bible, which is the story of Job. And it's interesting that when we read that story, we get the bird's eye view of the suffering in Job's life is for a particular reason. And we know why God is doing that. But Job in the story doesn't actually find out. And it's easy to forget as a reader that Job never sees the the same side of that story that we get to see as readers. But I think that that's an important lesson in our own lives when we go through suffering, that there is this bird's eye view that God gets to see, but we might just be Job in the story and not actually get to see that good, um, like here, while while we're here, still on earth. Yeah. Yeah, and I think often as Christians, we can, even if you think about Job, he was a faithful servant, you know, and he loved God, he honored God. Um, and he went through all that. And like, you can see what God was saying of like, see my servant, he will, he will stay true to me, you know, and he will not waver. Um, and I think it's so 
interesting to see that and like at the end of it you know Job like stayed faithful but why why did he stay faithful you know because it's so easy as Christians to be like God like I'm doing all you know like why is this happening why are you allowing this to happen to me don't you like reward your faithful servant and he does but like do we ever think maybe he's rewarding us with the suffering because that is testing our faith that is testing you know our relationship with him and our strength our hope in him and why do we do that because and you know like why do we um continue to be faithful through that a lot of christians you know do fall away and and are like okay whatever god you don't care about me but when you really understand and even that glory you were talking about you know that we will see one day it there's this verse that Julissa actually shared with us earlier, but um, it's 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 18, and it says, Therefore, we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal and that is just such a reminder of that hope and um that hope in god that who is unseen and that glory and eternity that is unseen right now but you know like our struggle our struggles um and troubles i mix the two words our, our struggles um, they make us you know that song what doesn't kill you makes you stronger it's really true because in with the christian walk it just strengthens your relationship with God and I need you, I need your strength, I need that hope in. Yo, I also totally forgot why I <laughs> brought up the story of Job in relation to what I was saying. So I just wanted to add that little piece before we moved on too far from Job. But what I was going to get at too was that Job's friends and the suffering they keep trying to justify it and figure out what's causing the suffering. Mm -hmm. And the reason they come up with is, oh, you must have done something wrong, Job, to deserve this type of punishment or to deserve this suffering. And uh, what I was trying to get at with that, I guess, was just that his friends, again, they were in control or wanted to be in control of how suffering and why suffering occurs. So, mm-hmm. on, like, on their terms of, oh, so we can happen on Earth, but there must be a But that was a complete misunderstanding of what was actually going on, as Mahima already elaborated there. So, yeah, that was just another example of us kind of trying to be in control of when suffering occurs. And I think how the world explains it, even, like, a lot of other religions will explain suffering as a, like, in the sense of karma, um, as like, oh, you did mm. this, like whether it was in this life or a, a past life, because they a lot believe in like reincarnation or rebirth. Um, but it's like, oh, so that explains it. And then there's mm. peace about the suffering because um, it's even though they don't know, but that's their way to yeah. justify it. And yet, um, you know, we have a very different way of looking at it. Yeah, I think like, we're just talking about this, like how often we think that maybe, oh, maybe it's something I did that caused this trouble. 
But um, Julissa, I'm just wondering, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know, like, even seeing you through, uh, we've only met you through Power to Change in university, um, but just seeing your faithfulness and to God and just, like, even serving and ministry and just I know your faith has just been getting stronger, though maybe your um, trials have also been getting stronger. So what have your have been your thoughts on that or your experience with that? Yeah, I think that's interesting. Um, I I know like the the concept of some people thinking that suffering is a result of like sin, which technically it is, but some people think it's like a result of personal sin. I personally haven't read too far into that. I more just look at the positive side of suffering. Um, but I think it's just like as I mentioned, the the closer I got to God the worse my trials got. And I kind of saw that as like an opportunity to test my faith and test if I would still be faithful to him. But also like the worse they got, I just had to depend on him more, which I don't think is a bad thing. And I think honestly, I think Lexi was mentioning it earlier, just this concept of like, a lot of times we cling to things. And I don't think my faith would be where, where it is today if I didn't go through as much suffering and didn't have to like constantly depend on God because like I personally haven't really experienced a lot of um, like mental pain. It's more, more so been physical, but in those moments where it knocks you out, like your your mind is just so clouded and the only thing that you can cling to is for me, like scripture. Um, like when painkillers don't work, when I'm not feeling well, when there's no explanation, it's just like scripture, scripture, scripture. And at the end of the day, like if I'm not clinging to God and the hope that I have in him, then there's really nothing else for me to cling to. So I think with everyone, it's very unique. And a lot of people ask me like, if you could like never suffer again, like, would you take that? And I'm like, I don't know if I would, because I think it just, as I mentioned, like continues to refine me, continues to bring me closer to him. But I think obviously God uses suffering um, differently in different people. And then I think also sometimes he uses other people's suffering just as like a way to help people like I think mm-hmm. in one of Paul's many letters he talks about <laughs> um just the suffering that he experiences and that if the only reason that he's suffering is to help other people then it's worth it mm-hmm. and it's a hard perspective to have but I think it's a great one just knowing that like yes I'm going through this it's hard but if I get to point people back to Jesus at the end of it or help them as they're going through it then it's worth it I feel like I kind of went on a tangent there, but no, that's so good. I think just like maybe some wisdom, hopefully for people who maybe are going through different suffering and um, trials at the time, going back to the story of Job, like throughout, we see that Job was not brushing off the pain that he was feeling he was he realized that it hurt and he was and like deeply grieving and just so upset and he let God know about that like he shared his heart with God but when even like in at the end of chapter two when his wife tries to He's like, why don't you just curse God and die? And then Job says, you talk like a foolish woman. Should we only accept good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? Mm -hmm. Um, But even that sense where like he 
he knew where he stood with God. And so using this time as a, as a way to become more vulnerable with the father who loves you completely and fully. And he gives us bad sometimes, but it's not, it's like, should we not accept good? Uh, should we accept good and not bad? Like, why do we get to choose? Yeah, I think what you highlighted there, Lexi, is good that Job wasn't just okay with everything that was happening with him. Like, it wasn't easy, you know? He was he was mourning, he was grieving. And I think that that's something that also really shines through in your story, Jalisa, even in that last time you spoke there and mentioned Paul saying that he suffered for the sake of others and how that's a perspective you want to have and you try to have, but that it's not a perspective that's easy to have, which goes back to one of the very first things that Mahima said about people looking at Christians and thinking, oh, maybe it's like so easy for them and their lives are so easy. And the truth is, uh, it's just not easy. And we have hope. And that is so amazing and so incredible. But it doesn't mean that it's easy to remember that and easy to have that perspective on suffering that God does have. Yeah. For sure, yeah. I think it's that's honestly something that I've struggled with because obviously I have the perspective that I have now, but I think I'm on like two extremes, which is obviously not good. Like sometimes I'm just like very depressed and like sitting in it and not want to do anything about it. But then on the other end, a lot of times like I don't give myself grace. I'm just like, nope, like as soon as something happens, I'm like, no, count it all joy, which sometimes isn't realistic. And we obviously talked mm-hmm. about the example of Jesus in the in the garden. So that's definitely something I'm working on is is like knowing when to to obviously be upset about it and like realize what's going on and and take that in and then like having that switch in mindset. And I think for me it's hard too because like nobody not a lot of people see suffering as a good thing and like usually if you're suffering people are going to feel bad about it or they'll be sympathetic about it and I feel like as someone who has a chronic illness like no one really holds me accountable for that mindset like when they realize I have that joyful mindset they're like oh that's great but I feel like a lot of the times I just feel like I have to hold myself accountable and have that mindset just Mm -hmm. as a way to like point others to God so that's something that I'm definitely struggling with is not being too extreme, but like being in the middle and giving myself grace. Yeah, that's so cool. That is. Um, yeah, I think just one other question we had for you, Jalisa, um, was what is one of the biggest, God is, like I was saying earlier, God has probably said many things to you through this whole process and spoken many things but can you share just like maybe one big takeaway or thing God has shown you through this time of suffering in your life um yeah can you just share that with us yeah I've been like slowly thinking about that in the back of my head through this whole conversation (laughs) and it's been hard to come up with one um I think it's simple, but that he uses suffering for good. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about various aspects of that phrase in depth, but um, it's very easy to see it, but hard to live it out. But I think, yeah, he uses suffering for good. And even for me, I think it'll be a lifelong journey, yeah. um, figuring out like how to live that out and, and what that means. And it's every new like diagnosis and symptom. I'm like, okay, this is for good. But <laughs> So I would say that's kind of my big takeaway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, we just want to thank you so much for being on the podcast and thank you so much for being here. Oh, Mahima, you have one more thing. I have one more thing to say. (laughs) I don't know if you guys caught this earlier when Jalisa was saying this, but you guys, she said, scripture, 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 hold on to scripture and read it. You know, it is God's word to us. Like through suffering, it's so easy to get lost in your thoughts, get lost in your emotions. You know, like we still want to have that hope in God, but how are we going to do that if we don't know God's word for us? Um, or maybe we have a word that we've been holding on to um, from a very long time ago, which is great. Hold on to that. God's promises never fail, but he has promises for us every single day when we open up his word. Um, and just like, the scripture that Jalisa was talking about is so encouraging and it is full of hope. So um, I think that is just another thing that while we're going through suffering, open up the word of God, open up your Bible and just, um, you know, take that in, take in his words for you and his love for you. Yeah. Just one last comment on that too. Like it's so true. And as I mentioned, like, you know, Jesus says, like, we shouldn't be shocked when you face fiery trials. And I think just like having even like two to three verses in your head is so important, Mm -hmm. because I think especially in suffering, like, just thinking back to moments where like, I couldn't even think that's how much pain I was in, the enemy will come in and and just put lies in your head and say, like, Mm -hmm. God doesn't care about you, or God's abandoning you. But like, one thing he can't take away, and one thing he can't change is the word of God. So like, even if you don't expect suffering, even if everything's looking great, like, just have those verses and you will be thankful. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I clearly jumped the gun. Really. <laughs> <laughs> you would have missed all that stuff. No, we could keep going on and on. This is such has been such a blessing for me and for us just to talk. And I hope that as you're listening, that this has blessed you and that God has spoken to you and allowed um, Jalisa to share her testimony as a way to strengthen your faith, which mm-hmm. she said is something that continues to give her hope. And uh, I think us all hope. So um, we normally offer this up, but if you have anything that you want to talk about, like you listeners um, <laughs> and you, or like you have questions that you would like to continue to discuss, like, please message us on instagram in everything co is our handle mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah honestly we're so open to continuing these conversations and if you have questions or just things you want to discuss i already said that but yeah, yeah please message us yeah and on that note uh just one last thank you to jalisa yes. and i'm gonna pray to finish off this week's episode god we just thank you so much for your presence here with us uh, on this podcast as we discuss and just thank you for Jalisa and for her willingness to come and share her story mm-hmm. and we thank you uh, most of all for the story that you've given her and yeah. that you use that story even though it's a painful one for good mm-hmm. and that you have allowed her to see that and just yeah given her the blessing of knowing your joy and knowing your hope throughout her trials. And I pray that that would continue for her as she goes through this uh, for the rest of her life. And yeah, I pray for anyone who's listening right now who 
might be going through suffering or has gone or will go through suffering, that they would just remember what they've heard here and remember to look to you and look to your word for their hope in suffering and to, to be able to see the good in that that you bring. And uh, yeah, we pray all this in your holy name, God. And, and may we glorify you in everything we do. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next time.